0: Jason Kenny blames me. He's like, "You've been indoctrinating these youth. Of course, they're <laughs> going to be voting for you now." No, I've been making these youth good people. I've been telling them about values that are important to his communities and society.
1: Welcome to the ballot box, featuring. Can you, got you? Welcome back to the cross-border interviews, The Ballot Box, a segment of our show where we sit down and we talk to candidates for federal and provincial elections during the election. Today, I am honored to have in studio, as you can see, he's in the blue corner as always, but he is orange at heart. NDP candidate for Calgary mid I'm going to pronounce that wrong. And I've said this many times to Gurmeet Bachu that I was going to pronounce it wrong. But Gurmeet, thank you so much for doing this. No
0: problem. Thank you
1: for having me. Um, my first question to any guests, if they come into the show, is where does your sense of duty to serve come from?
0: That's a, that's a really good question. And it's a long question, right? Like in my life, where does it not come from? I've had so many experiences that have brought me to this point, right? Being born into a Sikh family, first of all, you know, serving. Service is a big part of, of, the, of the faith and a tenant that's closely followed. Um, traveling to India when I was young and experiencing extreme poverty there, coming back to grade two and wondering, who are all these kids around me and why are they so well off, right? That, that really brought me to a point having, you know, lots of working experiences in my life, working lots of different part-time jobs. You know, I painted, I worked at Superstore Produce, right? Which was really a wild experience. Um, and then finally, when I was uh, working up north in Saskatchewan, it was uh, early nineties, before I even knew anything about residential schools. And uh, working at a, in a small little community there with a, with a reservation right across the river. And really getting to know that community and, uh, having kids tell me that they weren't allowed to speak Cree in their school at that time, which seemed very, very odd to me, uh, seeing a community that didn't have running water, like no running water. I'm like, wow, I've been to India all these times and thought Canada was this great country. Everybody has running water, but yet here we are in, in my backyard and there's a community no running water, no electricity. So knowing all those things having all those experiences becoming a teacher you know realizing that the kids that i'm trying to help have problems that i can't deal with in a classroom they have issues that are societal issues so all of those things put together have brought me to this point where i feel compelled that i need to to say hey no there's a better way to do things and the ndp party is is uh, the party that really reflects my values and so that's why I'm
1: Um, you can give back in many ways. You can serve people in many ways through volunteer, through nonprofit organizations, or in your route, politics. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you did run in 2019. You've Mm -hmm. put your name forward again in 2021. Before I ask this question, I'm going to ask uh, the first question. Was your family political? Did they have a political bone? Or are you the unknown Mm -hmm. quantity in the family to put your name on the ballot first? That's a good question, too. My family
0: was absolutely political. Uh, I mean, one of my early memories also is, uh, of a, of a strike. Uh, my mom was walk, working, walking a picket line and I was in her hand and it was women. I, I believe it was, uh, early eighties in Edmonton and it was, they, they were seamstresses and I, I can't remember GWG was at that time, a big factory that was having labor issues. I don't know if it was that exact issue, but, uh yeah so my family is always picketed my dad's uh my dad's a machinist uh his his uh his workforce there went on strike and uh, that didn't end well for them my mom worked in retail sears sears shuts down ceos get their their bonuses and they get their uh you know their pensions what happens to the workers so um yeah, these uh, these experiences and my family's background. My dad was, uh, he liked to talk at the dinner table too. I don't know if you had a dad like that. Yeah. Talk know, politics
1: at the table. Politics,
0: yeah. Right? And then, you know, as I grew up and got smarter, I'm like, I'm not sure dad knows exactly what he's talking about, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I started exploring, right, through punk rock music. Punk rock music got me uh, into politics a little bit too, right? Because it was politic heavy, right? jell I don't know, the Dead <laughs> Kennedys.
1: Jello I have heard B- that name in a very long time. That guy,
0: I was 13 years old listening to his spoken words, you know, so, yeah.
1: Um, so going back to the original question that I was going to ask, mm-hmm. why put your name forward? Why in 2021, because I know you, you said you did put your name forward and we talked about your 2029, 2019 campaign, sorry, but why in 2021 did you think that, You need to put your name forward again. What was it about this time, this place in history that you decided that Gurmit's name needs to be back on the ballot?
0: Well, I always saw this as long-term work. I never saw it as something that I'd do one time and then stop, right? Uh, Being, again, an elementary school teacher, I run the student vote program in my schools for grade sixes, you know, religiously, I'd say, right? Making sure they had that experience um I wanted there to be a long-term presence and for people to know that hey look there is social democrats living in South Calgary and we're proud and we're not going anywhere in fact we're getting larger right and so if my name is continues to be on signs year election cycle after election cycle after election cycle I hope it builds kind of more of a movement than it than it than me getting elected that's my that's my hope
1: So let's talk about that movement that you're trying to build right mm. now because uh, traditionally, Alberta has been uh, described as a very conservative prov- province when, when it comes to federal politics. I think 2015 was an outlier when two liberals were not uh, elected or four liberals were elected and one NDP up in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. What gives you hope? What gives you hope that your movement is tr- getting traction right now?
0: The youth. <laughs> the youth, absolutely. I talk to these kids, right? Jason Kenny blames me. He's like, you've been indoctrinating these youth. Of course, they're going to be voting for you now. No, I've been making these youth good people. I've been telling them about values that are important to cause communities and societies, right? We've got to look after. So if they care about people and they're going to vote for a party that cares about people, so that's a good thing. That's not, that's not something to...
1: So just to, for clarification, for those who are listening and who uh, don't know, but uh, Grameet is a teacher in a school. So that is why he's talking about indoctrinating the youth, because Jason Kenny has said that teachers are giving the youth the bad education. In my own <laughs> career,
0: it's been accused of me. Right? Really? Oh, like yeah. actually to
1: you? To me. principal. I've, I've,
0: I'm not allowed to invite candidates into schools anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to run the student vote thing. No, don't bring people wanted to see emails I sent to people. I don't know. It's been it's been Interesting.
1: So I, I want to talk about that for a second because Elections Canada just recently came out and said that they would not be holding their traditional student vote at the school campuses, not school campuses, but college and university campuses, which traditionally when kids go off to school, they vote at their campuses. So this year that is not happening. And uh, the NDP uh, Jagmeet Singh and uh, I believe the uh, Paul, the Green Party leader, have said this is going to hurt democracy what's your opinion on that how does it not make people cynical <laughs> do you know like how does
0: it not kids are like oh my god no, they're not gonna let us vote here people are gonna get cynical it's but you know what we keep fighting right we change it
1: so how do you fight how do you fight against a, a system that is i don't want to say rigged but is actively trying to suppress some votes um it's a hard question to ask so
0: really, but i mean it's an attitude question yeah right? are you gonna let that stuff get you down are you going to let stop you from doing your work? You keep going, right? You draw attention to these things. You make them an issue. Yep. Yeah. Um
1: let's let's talk about the riding that you are running to represent, Calgary Midnapore. Calgary Midnapore. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh before the interview started, I asked uh, Grameed if he knew what the actual how the na- how the riding got his name and uh, its name and the, where the word Midnipore came from. As you can tell, I'm still pronouncing it wrong. And he started to give the explanation, but I stopped him because I wanted to do this live. Oh, yeah. So how did the name come about? Because I, I, this is the first time I've ever asked this question to any candidate, but you had, you started with an amazing story and I stopped you midway through. So where did it come from?
0: So uh, Mindapore is a community in the riding. It's a smaller community. Uh, when I first moved to my community at Canyon Meadows, where I live now, I was always told that Midnapore used to be a different city. Like, you would drive that way, you'd get ice cream there, you go to the mall. It was like an excursion for families. Um, a good friend of mine, Graham Sucha, who was, uh, who's the MLA for Calgary Shaw, was uh, hosting a Jane's Walk. And, I, you know, Jane's Walks are awesome. I've done a bunch of them, too. Like, it's a great way of building community. And I love these community events. So we're on a Jane's Walk in uh, the Midnapore community with a historian who explained that there was an, uh, back when that train station there was like a numbered train station, didn't have a name, there was a, a, an errand letter that showed up addressed to a place called Midnapore, India, and that the people at that station started calling that station, Midnapore as a joke, and <laughs> it sort of stuck, so wow, this is what I've heard, I don't know, I haven't verified
1: it or anything but that's what the wow <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a, it's interesting to always know where place names come from and Absolutely. i appreciate that you were able to rant uh, remember that from that Jane walk so greatly appreciate it but i want to talk about the riding because you are running to represent those the people of calgary Mind and poor mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i will get it right before this end <laughs> <laughs> debate the uh, end of na, this uh, interview
0: yeah mid na poor mid
1: na, mid, okay <laughs> um what are you hearing from your neighbors from your fellow uh residents of the riding? what what are the concerns that they have right now
0: well uh from the little bit i've been doing right because so far i've just been able to i've been working on getting my signatures signatures are in tomorrow we're heading out door knocking people i have been talking with they're pretty upset with conservatives in general right i think jason Kenney here uh provincially has really upset a lot of people conservatives as well and uh they're saying that they're just fed up and they're going to stay home. That's what a lot of people are telling me is they're going to stay home. They're not going to vote this time. So I, you know, I actually tell them, well, maybe try voting a third way. You know, people always will conservative or liberal. Try another party.
1: It is the ro- former riding of the current premier. Okay. Federally, he represented the riding for numerous years. Um, the, currently, a conservative incumbent is there. What is it about that... MP that gives you hope that people are willing to give that second chance that third option that vote for the NDP because traditionally it has not gone NDP I don't think it's ever gone liberal either but what gives you hope right now and I know you said youth but let's let's talk about some actual things that you're hearing at the door that you can address if you were elected. To that question one more time. The so, beginning of it, sorry. yeah. So how? What policy? What issues are mm-hmm. the people raising with you? You talk about the apathy towards the provincial government. That's great, but mm-hmm. what issues are they raising? Are they raising healthcare? Are they raising uh, housing affordability? What are they raising with you, you for know, the people I, that you've actually talked to? So
0: the people have they haven't brought up any big issues other than oil and gas, and I don't know why people in South Calgary, especially, have just got this idea that we owe something to the oil and gas industry and that everything we do has to be focused around them. And uh, yeah, that's the, I mean, oil and gas. And so when I talk to them, I try to, you know, you are back to yeah. You're right. You know, oil and gas hasn't isn't doing well. Maybe we need to think of new ways of doing things. Maybe there's other industries we need to look at.
1: So I want to talk about that for a second because yeah. uh, oil and gas. We are in the oil and gas province. It is a very big uh, re- uh, sector in this province. I um, you know it, right? My dad's a machinist. He was. I was in my, the oil and gas, but but jobs.
0: You know, put food on our table for many many years and. But I mean, just because an industry gave you jobs, doesn't mean you owe them. I mean, that industry has also poisoned our land, right? Alberta, all these oil wells that are all over this province that are that are. Causing problems. So,
1: so I, I got to, if doing my job and to, for those conservatives who would be listening to this later and yeah. doing, a, potentially thinking about voting for you, mm-hmm. are you saying that we need to shut down the oil and gas sector? Oh, no,
0: absolutely not. Absolutely not. But we don't need to worship it that way, the way we do here in South Calgary. Right? Maybe, maybe it's time to say, hey, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And we appreciate it. And let's see if we can take all these workers and all these skills and all these... Amazing people, because it's people in the end, right? It's people in the end that that make these things happen.
1: We are lit like we've said over and over again. We are living in a oil and gas industry town. If elected, you will have to represent some of those people Absolutely that you will, will be uh, representing those people in in Ottawa. How do you envision? supporting them, promoting the oil and gas industry, who they are working, which uh, is giving them food on the table, Mm -hmm. while also looking at diversifying the economy as well. Because it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you want to move away from oil and gas, but you also want to ensure that people do have the transition to the renewable resources.
0: Well, that's just it, right? Ensuring people that this can be done. It can be done Justly. It can be done fairly. We can ensure workers have jobs. We can ensure we move forward and that you continue to have food on your table. It doesn't need to be just this one way that it's always been. Right? It's a it's a weird mentality, you know, moving to Calgary and South Calgary as well. It's like people are just so ingrained that oil and gas is everything and that's the only thing we need to care about and you know and if we give them tax cuts and if we treat them really well, then they're going to sprinkle all these jobs down on us, and everybody's going to be fed, right? That doesn't happen.
1: You, you you're the leader uh, in Quebec. Recently, said that if elected, the NDP government would end uh, tax subsidies for the oil and gas industry. Um, a lot of people were upset about this. Uh, a lot of people in Alberta were upset about this. And this is I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and I'm just asking the question you will represent people who are in the oil and gas industry if elected. How do you tell them we need to potentially lose your job and move you to another sector or another resource? Because there is an attitude in this province that oil and gas is why we are running the way that we are running. How do you tell people we need to change? Because change takes a long time time and it's not going to happen overnight yeah. so how do you tell people we need to start transitioning because people don't want to change they are happy with the way that things are going right now
0: so i have to maybe the kids will do it
1: <laughs> true
0: true, right? true. I Have to? like i mean there's enough people out there now there's enough of a momentum where i mean, in this environmental crisis what kyoto when was kyoto 2006. 2000... I think it was 97. I think it was late like <gasps> That's right. That's it was right. late 90s. Yes, sorry. And I remember I'm... graduating high school in 92, talking <laughs> about this environmental crisis called global warming yeah. that was happening, and it was an issue then. It's even more of an issue now, All right, It's even more of an issue now.
1: What's happened? So, But are you hearing about the environment? Because uh nationally people are trying to make it a issue that people are talking about but i i will admit that when i talk to my uh neighbors and my fellow calgarians and people from back in ontario where i'm originally from i don't hear environment being the top issue that they want to talk about and it's great that we have candidates like yourself talking about it but mm-hmm. it seems like a issue that no one wants to talk about yeah Unless, unless the youth as are talking. when you votes, right?
0: Like, typically it doesn't. Not here in Alberta. It's not going to, yeah. right? And, but that's okay because things are changing. People's minds are changing. And it, it'll happen.
1: You are uh, you you seem to be a very straightforward, straight shooting uh, type of guy. And I am very I'm very taken back by that because usually I'm used to the polished answers. And you're just like, no, this is how we are. This is how it's been doing. And I'm looking forward to for the youth because the youth are the ones that are going to be doing this. So I appreciate your candor and honesty here. But I got to ask the question. Honesty sometimes doesn't win. Mm. So. Are you are you looking more at it, because I know you said you're looking at it as a uh, a, a change for numerous elections, and it's not going to happen in your first election, possibly not this election, but what gives you hope that being honest to the voters is going to win the
0: day? You know, here in South Calgary, I, mean, I keep saying South Calgary, because this is where I've taught, right? Like, yeah. I mean, my whole teaching career has been in South Calgary. Well, I mean, i taught in South Korea as well. But in those those areas it's just you get shout shut down so easily if you if you kind of talk about socialism like right there's this mccarthyism that exists so you know what like in that kind of environment like and you know the pride movement has shown us right you stand up loud and proud of your beliefs and your ideas things start to change
1: we are uh living in a very uncertain time with covid 19. Uh, thank you for being double vaxxed. I am going to be, once I'm able to, from my doctors. Um, I, I got to ask the question, how do you see uh, NDP government helping all? Because we have learned in the last 18 months, the rich got richer, the middle class got poorer, and at the end of the day, people are struggling. This isn't new, though. This is, but it, I think it, it shone a light, COVID-19. It absolutely did
0: absolutely did i've been seeing him my whole life yeah like, you know my whole life i've been watching my dad my dad sorry dad <laughs> <laughs> my dad you know when he retired he had less purchasing power than he did in the 90s and 80s right because his wage never kept up I mean most labor jobs didn't wages never kept up kept up with inflation and and the inequality in our society now is just huge it's astronomical and you said it like you know it's shining a light on it And there are businesses, there's corporations, there's billionaires who are profiting during this pandemic, let's make them pay. Is that wrong to say? No, it, pay. It
1: isn't, but the the double edged sword, and coming back from a conservative perspective, and mm-hmm. yet again, I'm just playing devil's advocate uh, here. Is is if you raise a business tax or tax on the wealthy, they will cut jobs because they want to still make their top dollars. So how do you balance that out? Because yes, the fair the everyone should be paying their fair share in taxes at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but we have a an, an economy which the rich dictates. Where the
0: money goes. Well, I mean, I could pull out my notes and I could talk about the exact policies the NDPs. I know they're talking about a wealth tax, right? They're talking about a more progressive tax system, a tax system that works better for Canadians, right? Where it's not, it's not us. It's yeah. not the people footing the bill for all this.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can pull out your notes if you want, but again, again this is supposed to be a, just a, a very, very <laughs> informal conversation between two people. And I, I love that you're willing to spar with me. And I, I appreciate that because <laughs> this has gotten me through my treatments over the last few weeks. So I do appreciate people who are willing to give and take. <laughs> um, but Grameet, I want to ask, uh, I want to talk about COVID-19 for a little bit longer You are a teacher. You are going back to school here shortly, and it's going to be an interesting school year. We are in the midst of a, while the premier says (laughs) pandemic is over and things are going to get back to normal. We have to learn to live with it. That is his words. I'm not, I'm just, I'm saying it as he has said it. I got to ask the people who were on the front lines and you are a teacher on the front lines. Mm -hmm. How is this going to affect you? And how is this going to affect the kids? Because I think there's a lot of parents out there right now who are concerned and worried about the pandemic and when kids go back to school. I literally think this week, if I'm not mistaken. It's already affecting us. I was in Friday, and we're setting up our classrooms. Here we
0: are setting up classrooms, and are we allowed to have four students at a table this year, or are we still two students? Well, that really affects the number of tables you have in your classroom. It really affects So, you know, I don't know that yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's having all sorts of effects. And when when school does start, again, we're
1: cohorting. It's tough. It's really tough. It would be nice to know. Mental health has been a big issue over the last 18 months, and particularly with kids, because kids are not being able to see their friends, and they're not able to engage with their kids, and hopefully the quote-unquote return to school, uh, because some people are still going to be virtually doing school, and some people aren't will give a little bit of ease to the mental health of our children because, let's be honest, they have been struggling, and I think everyone has been struggling at the end of the day. Well, you start talking about mental health, and I just noticed that I'm starting to clench my jaw. Yeah, okay. I,
0: well... I, just start to think about it. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Fun. I want to know from you, if elected, how will you help people with their mental health? Because uh, while, while we have policies, and that's great, Mm. I don't want to know about policy. I want to know about how are you going to help the people of Calgary, and also the people of Canada address this issue? Because this has taken a toll on a lot of people. So here's an idea
0: that I've been saying to my peers in education forever. And like, why don't we have psychologists in each and every school? Why are we bringing them in as specialists when we have, uh, you know, somebody identified that might need support? You know there's always kids in schools who need support why don't we have somebody trained in the school just watching there, helping what, what you know why can't a, a program like that be launched nationally to help with mental health with youth especially right yeah there are ways we can do this right there are ways there are ideas do i have them all right here in this moment no, i don't know exactly but it's it's the will right and it's the attitude that we do need to help people with their mental health it's a it's a big issue
1: it is um but I want, I want to get back to the federal election now. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about you as the next MP for calgary midapore mm-hmm. I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. I apologize for anyone who's living in calgary midapore I, I will get it by, right by the end of this. But I want to ask the question about you being the next MP. Mm-hmm. September 20th, 8 p.m., polls close. You are declared the next MP for Calgary-Mindapur. midapore is priority number one for you? Make sure it really happened.
0: <laughs> really, <laughs> this is really not,
1: <laughs> check all the news
0: thing. feeds. Uh, priority number one for like when the you know when I get to work, absolutely is just making sure supports are in place, health with healthcare and with uh, education that are there for the people of Mindoport that we need now.
1: So that's working with your provincial counterparts because. Education and uh, uh, health are provincial mandates uh, while the government, the federal government gives money to healthcare. care. Uh, most education comes from the provincial government working with people from different opposing political backgrounds. Are you are you comfortable doing that? Have you done it in the past? And give me an example of a time where you have had to work with someone who may have an opposing view from you and where it's come out beneficial for the group or for the people that you're working for.
0: Um, I volunteered on the Canyon Meadows Community Association for a number of years. I was president for three years. There was lots of opposing views, lots of different ideas and that. And many times where we came together and moved forward in a direction together cohesively. So it can be done, right? Um, people want the best for communities, right? People do want. And even in our jobs, I'm noticing, like, you know, when we volunteered at the community association there, how many times did I have somebody say to me, well, this is more fun than my job? Like, you're not getting paid, and you're doing work, but yet you're having more fun, right? Like, it's good in that.
1: Can you work with conservatives or liberals? Because uh, traditionally, the NDP have been third. They got second in two thousand and uh, five They were official opposition in 2011. But... We are heading towards a minority government. I don't care who you are, what political pollster you are. We're heading to a minority government. As much as Trudeau and Aaron O'Toole probably want a majority, we are heading to a minority government because people are very undecisive right now. Do you envision yourself being able to work with either one of those parties to ensure the best for your riding, but also for uh, the people of Calgary and Canada?
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you're in that position and that's your job, you're, you need to try and find ways that you can work together and find out ways that you can come with ideas that work for everyone, right? If you have uh, what's best for Canadians at heart,
1: I think it can be done. What is one thing that you want, if you if you were elected to... Um, See, I just sounded like a politician. Now. You I'm did, like, you like, did. You I was like, oh, I, I, <laughs> he's in the political mindset. He is ready for October, <laughs> September 21st. So when he's uh, sworn in as the next MP, he will be ready. Uh, but I got to ask the question, um, while you want to deal with healthcare and uh, education, mm-hmm. politicians or candidates usually get into elected uh, politics for one reason there's usually an issue that they want to address there's usually that one issue whether it be something very local whether it be something on a national scale what is your reason because we've talked or we've talked a bit i am getting a sense that it's healthcare and education but what so exactly what is the big issue that you want to inequality. like Inequality it's inequality because that hurts kids the most right
0: the inequality
1: kids growing up in
0: poverty they don't it's, it's harder right it makes life so much harder and i want to ensure that every kid grows up in a wonderful country that has the best healthcare and the best education they could possibly have cuz they're our future right they're gonna they're going to build a better country than we are now
1: kids don't vote though ah. <laughs> that's the issue if you're ah. under 16 you don't or under 18 you you don't get to vote yeah. so while you're looking towards the future people want to know how, if you're elected, you're going to help them today. How are you going to help the people who, uh, and I'm not saying that uh, we shouldn't be looking after our kids because mm-hmm. we should, mm-hmm. but uh, the average Canadian yeah. wants to know, how are you going to keep my taxes low?
0: Yeah.
1: How are you going to make sure that I have proper health care when I get, go to the door? I know that's a provincial issue, but it seems to be an issue that creeps into federal politics all the time. And how are you going to make sure that government isn't overextending itself? And going into deficits. How do you envision while looking after the kids, looking after people who are concerned right now, who are homeowners, who are permanent residents of this country, who are newly Canadians to this country? Who are, uh, I shouldn't say old stock Canadians, and I was about to quote, yes, uh, I, uh, I was shirt. about to quote I just, old socks. exactly, but but, I, I, but Indigenous and First Nations yeah. communities, how do you envision representing everyone? Because I hate when politicians get elected and they represent the people who vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you envision well, representing one? Like
0: all the experiences I've had, I've had all sorts of cool experiences, right? Like, uh, you know, even amongst the affluent classes, I grew up in a, in a interesting neighborhood in Edmonton where I got to experience both ends of that whole spectrum, right? Like, do <laughs> you want to hear a quick story? Let's I'll, hear I'll, a quick story. i this, this live. This is
1: live it. on air. So this is the first time <laughs> you're hearing this. As I hear it, I did not prepare for this. So uh, go ahead, Gurmit. <laughs> so, um... In
0: high school, I had an opportunity. I stayed at uh, so Glenn Saylor, the coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Justin Saylor was in my in my peer group at yep. that time. Spent a weekend at his house, and it was a fabulous, so friendly, you know, and really honest people. But there was this one sign. Like you don't know, see all your signs here and stuff, and I love them, but there was one sign sign that really stuck out. I'm like, Whoa. it was those who dies with the most toys wins that was in the house that was like a centerpiece like framed piece of work
1: okay so that's just I uh, can, can can I say the person who dies with the most buttons wins yes absolutely (laughs) because i would be richer because you talk to more people and you know i shouldn't say these are not all the people i've talked to i just i'm a very big political fan so i love democracy democracy is awesome go vote
0: (laughs) yeah and and i love people and i don't think you know dying with whoever dies with the
1: most toys i don't think they win no i agree wholeheartedly on that the person with the best morals and values wins and dies happy at the end of the day. No worries. That's my own personal opinion. For those who want to disagree with me, they can go to crossboardinterviews.ca and submit through the contact information and submit your anger and disgust over the fact that I just said the person with the best morals and values wins. We will have people write you to us. We've had it a few times this week. Um, I want to talk about one last thing before we uh, wrap the interview. Um, How long have we been going? We have been going for 35 minutes. Yeah. And we have, at at the peak of it, 16 people tuned in. Oh, wow. Yeah, we still have two people. So if it's your daughter, hi, daughter. Hi, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Or someone else, if they are. Uh, It seems like the conservative candidates seem to watch it right afterwards because they was looking on our stats and I saw a certain conservative candidate's name pop up listening to one of the opponent's show so hi conservative yeah. candidates if you want to come on the show the yeah. seat's open as well yeah. i want to ask this one question because i did not ask this at the beginning of the interview but i want to get at it in your own words and this is this is i love this question because this tells me how you view your party in your own words who are the ndp
0: the party for the workers.
1: How to so? To, to represent the workers. I mean, everything.
0: Uh, I've been at national conventions where all the resolutions coming forward. I mean, it was it was all geared towards the working class, and really, you know, we talk about the middle class. I don't. I mean, there's a working class and there's a not working class. That's the way it seems, right? So that's that's how I view
1: the NDP. Why? look at this camera right here look at this camera no you need, so to, be need to be behind the right, microphone behind the because mic. the microphone is not you need to here. make sure that it picks you up All right. look into this camera uh. <laughs> why should you be the next mp for calgary middipore because my name is Gris Bachu and i can represent you okay but give me an honest answer <laughs> well, why should people take
0: i am a good person i have lived in the community i have worked in the community i do a lot of volunteering in the community. I and and yeah, I'm a good person. I can represent you. I will. I will fight for you. Absolutely.
1: In order to get uh, election night on September 20th at eight o'clock to be declared the winner, you need volunteers. Yes. You need people to come out and support you. Yes. Uh, we've asked numerous questions over the last 36 minutes now, but I got to ask this question: How can people reach out to you? How can people get involved in your campaign? Because Uh, people will want to ask you questions. And if there are people apathetic, like you said, at the beginning of the interview that are not going out to, uh, uh, vote, I'm going to say this once before I let you talk, shame on you, get out and vote. I don't care if you go spoil your ballot, get out and vote, or you have no right to complain for the next four years, two years, six months, or however long the next election will be. Yeah. But how can people get involved? How can people reach out to you? I'm on all your social media. So
0: Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I've got accounts and I check my messages there. So send me your phone number. I'll text you directly. I've got a sign guy who's like running on my signs. <laughs> I've got three people working signs right now. It's awesome. And uh, I've got a group meeting tomorrow to go door knocking. So, well, and, you know, I'll, I'm working full time, but this is my part time. It's fun. I like, I like meeting people. i like having conversations. So join me.
1: Um, for those who are listening and for those who are watching right now and watching later the links to Grameet's uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and website where you can donate if you wish please do, uh, are in the show notes so please, 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 please get out Get educated. I'm going to say that a lot over the next 25 days until Election Day. Educate yourself on all the candidates because this election, while everyone says this for every election, is the most important election because it is the election that is currently happening. And you need to make sure that you are voting for the person that represents your values, your ethics, and your morals. And this is the future of the country that we are talking about. So make sure you get out, educate yourself, and vote. Gurmeet, I want to thank you so much for doing this. This has been a pleasure. And I'm going to say this, and I've never said this on the interview. You you are sincere. You are honest. And I appreciate people like you who are doing this for the right reason. So thank you. Thank you, Kristen Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, For everyone else, I want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, This has been a great uh, experience for myself. We will be back later on this week with another candidate. Uh, We are still in negotiations with them, but they are from the Liberal Party of Canada. So please, please, please uh, stay tuned to our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages where we will be announcing that probably either tomorrow or Monday latest. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. Get out and vote September 20th. Get out and vote. And also, advance voting. When is advance voting?
0: September 11th, I think. It starts right away here. Uh, September
1: 9th to the 11th, I thought? 9th to the 11th. 9th to the 11th. Uh, I will double check
0: that and I'll put know, it in there. I know where the poll booths are in my writing. So get in touch with me. I can know, tell you exactly where to
1: go. There you go. Reach out to Grameet and he will get and, uh, get you informed of where you can advance vote. And for the kids who are looking at voting, vote before you go back to school or take the first weekend off, go back to your home and then vote as well and then also if i'm not mistaken you can mail in your ballot think, yeah. you can mail in your ballot and also you can mail in your ballot municipally as well so with that my name is christopher brown the host i thank everyone for tuning into this episode of the ballot box we will be back on monday or tuesday or wednesday this week stay tuned keep talking and at the end of the day i'm going to say this and yet again send your uh, angry letters to me via email get off Twitter and have a conversation with somebody even if you disagree with them talk face to face it's time to start talking again anyway for everyone at the cross interview podcast have yourself an excellent Saturday and the ballot box was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates